Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, welcome, Ephrata Community Church family. Jim Merman and Matt Swords here with you. First of all, I want to welcome back Matt Swords from the two-month sabbatical. We I, missed you. I appreciate the welcome, the warm welcome. No, it's you were truly missed. Oh, but you. you were doing a good thing. Yeah. First half of it you spent doing some relaxing. Do you want yep. to share with us what you did? Or? Uh, yeah, so Misha and I, our three kids, went out west. We spent a little over three weeks in Colorado uh, and in Utah, yeah. uh, different national parks. You know, a lot of rest and relaxation. It was good times. No oh, man. Take a lot of in. miles in the minivan. Uh, <laughs> oh, my word. Which is colorful, Dude. to say the least. A lot of fun moments there. The kids did incredibly well. Misha is like the perfect um, uh, homeschool mom. Keeps oh, I'm them sure, busy yeah. through the Had whole something trip. Constructive she created all day. journals for each of our kids with like picture cutouts. Hey, if you see this landmark or this animal, you can put it in your journal. She's amazing. Yeah. Dude, can I be adopted by you guys? You well, most give it your Misha? best shot, but probably not, unfortunately. Um, so she did amazing. Yeah, I rely on drama. I mean, yeah. she does constructive <laughs> workbooks. The ki- yeah, she's fun. And the kids did it incredibly well. You have your classic, you know, stop touching me, stop looking at me <laughs> experiences. Uh, you know, a lot of you bath- here at work since you've been back. Or? Oh yeah, <laughs> especially coming oh, no, from Kevin and West. Right. Quit looking at me. <laughs> no, I'm actually referring Quit to my 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 children. Um, and you know, so you have those moments that you know we the one morning. Oh, it was it was actually really scary to me. Like if the whole day goes like this, it's going to be a bad day. Uh, but one of our children, you know, just woke up the wrong side of the bed, kind of thing. You know, we were 20 minutes onto our eight-hour commute that day before we got to the hotel we were staying at. And it was like 20 minutes in. I have to go to the bathroom, and then we get back on the road. And again, there's some other... That was not the best moment. But it was incredible, the entire thing as a whole. It was awesome. Had a great time. No, I'm a big believer. Now, I love a little bit of what you also do. Just to give you all a heads up, we offer our pastors every seven years roughly a two-month sabbatical. And... Mm -hmm. Part of it's dedicated to just relaxing. Another part might be dedicated to a project that their normal rhythms of work environment doesn't allow them to engage with here. Right. So you tackled a project you had a lot of headway on. Yeah, Tell so us there, about yeah that. two projects. Uh, the first one, uh, which would be um, Thrive Discipleship, which is one of our fall discipleship offerings That's right. that we offer here, 12-week course. And that we're going into our third year, and each year has its you know, own level of revision coming out of one year and preparing for the next. So going into this year, I had a huge goal to have it incorporating, in addition to the 12-week uh, teachings that every student gets, a, or every person who partakes in the course gets a notebook at the beginning of the semester with all the teachings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also a daily devotional for the entire 12 weeks as well. So 84 journal prompts each day to help further drive home what God, what we talked about on in our class. Because uh, it's really easy and common for people to be present and impacted on a Monday night, but then not really think about it again until That's the right. following yeah. week. Uh, which, again, it's common, it's normal, but I wanted to, I wanted to further, um, how do you say? Immersive, yeah, immersive experience. Right? The opportunity is there for you to get as much so as you, you can So you wrote this. or you penned 84... Yep. Prompts. Yeah, uh, uh, I did. I had a good friend, Matt Gibble, uh, great, great friend of mine. Him and I got together for the first few days, 
and really got the ball rolling. Um, and so I'm really grateful for Matt's help in that. Uh, and then from there, I was able to kind of draft it and then revise it and kind of get it to a point where it is now. Thelma, our creative uh, director, uh, not creative director, forgive me. She graphics is designer. graphics designer. Thank you. Uh, she has it right now in hand and she's working on, um, I can't believe I just called her the creative director. <laughs> you know, hey, we're throwing out titles left <laughs> and right. Guru. You know what? I have a, Guru, Matt. <laughs> I have a, a, a form in my office. It's called a, uh, I, I graduated a global awakening course and I'm a prophetic specialist, it says. So <laughs> I need to put that on my business card. Uh, anyway, Thelma has it. She's incorporating it right now into the Thrive curriculum, the notebooks. Uh, so we're in drafting revision form. Um, by the end of the month, it'll okay. go off to print here. Yeah, and just to remind you, uh, and you're going to hear a lot from Matt and I on this in the coming weeks and months, yeah. but uh, we are going to be approaching at the end of the summer our Take One Step push, where yeah. we highly encourage our community. Over 800 people took some form of engagement beyond the weekend services last year, and we're really proud of that. And we believe, that, however, yeah. that number can get closer to even 1,000 mm -hmm. in a church our side of of people who are feeling called in this season to take one step. Yep. Thrive Discipleship being one of them. You heard about HarvestNet School of Ministry last weekend. Yep. Those are even some of our more intensives. We also have growth groups and connect groups um, to be a part of. You're going to hear a lot more about that, but I'm pretty pumped for the work you put in. Yep. Really appreciate what Thrive Discipleship is about. Whenever anyone tells me about their experience in it for the last two years, they speak of it very highly. Good. And there's child care. Yeah, so. child care and dinner provided oh, word. at no cost. Win-win. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. Hey, let's dive in. You yeah. should be talking to me. Yeah, Jim, you preached this weekend. That's what they tell me. How did it go? Well, well, I mean, without going all, into the details, what is your overall uh, experience? How would you rate yourself, Jim? A single. But remember, single. when you're oh, part, really? about using a baseball metaphor, I okay. hit a single. And that's all you got to do. When you're the first to go in a four-week series... Just get on base, okay. is what I say. And right. then let the hitters just hit you around, sure. steal a few bases, <laughs> um, whatever it takes. Hopefully right. someone bunts yeah. and I can move to third. But all that to say, for those of you who don't know baseball metaphors, that was just a buffet of goodness that just took place there. But sure. uh, I was the first. And I have to tell you, I think if you were here this weekend, I, I think I particularly spent time on it Sunday morning, a level of nervousness about talking about surrender because of how different people experience it. Um, you have those who come from controlling backgrounds where surrender or, you know, the, the, almost an abusive spirituality where if there was anything going on in your life, there was sin in the camp. Sure. Or there was something off or the yeah, spirit right. was trying to bring conviction. Yeah. And some of us um, had healthy experiences with that, as I did, um, coming from the holiness evangelical stream of the church. Others of us had negative. And sure enough, um, after I spoke on Saturday night, Someone coming up to me, two people talking about different things where I, I, I actually believe it was their damage from their background over-interpreting what the crucified life was meant for them in that season. Right. I actually had to back them off. Yeah. And then we have other people in our church, or not just our church, but in the community, um, who, who, who would actually view the spiritual life as being added to who they are, mm -hmm. rather than moments of true crucifixion where the spiritual life is not merely trying to put shock absorbers, not merely trying to bring you through into a fuller self-awareness, but is also at moments sometimes deeply challenging the self. Yeah. You have all of that, and sure. you're up there trying to talk about surrender. So that's one of the reasons I took the angle of using a personal story to say, yeah. hey, I can't tell you all what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life. I can tell you at a moment in my life where I, I live the life of... Um, 
consecration, a, a life, convert, right? con, a, con, yeah, a converted converse. life around yeah, generosity yeah. and money. But then there came that point of the crucified life where the Lord actually pressed me to the point of no sure. reserves. And I have to tell you what a growth that is. The Lord's doing it sometimes, not all the times. I mean, yeah. I, I, I by no means want to take away from the life of convicted life or the, uh, I keep forgetting my own word, mm-hmm. uh, th- that whole consecrated life that leads up to crucifixion, but it happens, man. Yeah. So. yeah, so how did you find yourself? Well, well, let me back up just a little yeah. bit. We just started, this is a four-week series? Four-week series, on month of it, July. And it's called uh, Surrendering, Surrendering Well. Well, it's time to give up, time Surrendering give Well. Up. Yeah. Remember, we're reading through the Gospels and we're hitting that section where Jesus starts to crank up the temperature of what the kingdom coming actually looks like in sure. your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, early on you get a lot of come and follow me, yeah. which is very like, come and join your experience to mine and just observe yeah. it. And then all of a sudden this point, and I suggested it was around Caesarea Philippi where we really do see Jesus setting the tone differently yeah. for what the kingdom's going to do as it fully impacts your life. Yeah. So given that we're going to spend the next four weeks on this, or three weeks rather, um, and you've already already out of the gate have people um, coming to the front saying, can you pray for me? Here's how I feel I need to embrace the crucified life. So one, isn't it incredible we have a congregation of people that are just ready and willing to step in? Um, So grateful for that. And yet we have a good father who comes alongside us almost to say like, we'll get there, you know, in time. Mm -hmm. But like, how did you find yourself encouraging people that may have come to the front and you would have perceived more of a trauma response or a historical religious perspective that wasn't necessarily spirit-born well, or led. Yeah, the first thing is you, you remind someone that the Father is growing you um, incrementally into the image of the Son. I okay. mean, we are told all throughout the New Testament, Paul's writings, of course, Jesus' teachings, Luke's commentary, kind of as a historical narrative of theologian. It, it's this beautiful process of you becoming the way a father or a mother trains up a child. Sure. And may we never lose that. In yeah. other words, I can almost tell in the tone of the way people are experiencing conviction whether or not they're experiencing shame that's from the devil. Yeah. I always say this, the devil comes in with a shotgun, the Holy Spirit comes in with a dagger. I mean, it's just a pull. It's just Sounds how painful it regardless. It's either way, <laughs> something's going to get something's gonna get uh, dealt with. A uh, dagger, but he sneaks a da- up behind I'll, you. I'll take a dagger over a shotgun any day because a dagger, you know, the exact a scalpel. Does that make the you feel better? scalpel is a little bit a better. scalpel. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> the scalpel's after something very specific. Dagger it makes it sound like he's... He's, uh, he's like dancing he's with sneaking you. Sneaking in yeah. behind me. Hey, I, I got you, buddy. I love you. Oh, by the yeah. way, here's Brother, a dagger. do we have a trauma response you have right now? Could you help me I with think that? daggers are quite beautiful. But all that to say, um, they're intimate. Yes, <laughs> they, yes, they are. Shotguns are not intimate. Yes, right? daggers. Yeah. That's an intimate way to be slaughtered. Okay, scalpel it is. <laughs> For the love of all that's good, Mary Joseph and Cousin John. So all that to say, I could tell by the tone that... Um, that, that they had lost the Father's heart in it, sure. right? And, and that's part of the reason why I ended with my own failure, even after having the crucified life around generosity and finances there by giving up the last of what I had and having this tremendous breakthrough. Um, I was tempted two years later, more than tempted. I actually stumbled in forgetting the Lord was taking care of this. But I tried to end with the story of my own stumbling even after a crucified life experience to remind you of the gentleness of the Father to yeah. continue to grow me. And I don't, I, I'd have to say, 30 years later, 28 years later, I don't stumble in the same way, right? Yeah. Um, 
and I have to just say, that's what I want to see when I, for these next four weeks as people are wrestling with surrender. You are being invited into your foolish life in Christ right. through discomfort. Yeah. And that is the tone I want to hear in it. But when I hear like, oh, um, all I know is that you touched a nerve there when you said that, and I probably should give up. This one was line dancing, right? Yeah. And, and when, when you probe a little bit like, well, what's line dancing? Well, I come from a background that didn't allow dancing. I first thought God started to use this to bring me out socially because I so enjoy it. And my best friends, and we don't do anything wrong with it. Matter of fact, my, my buddies and I are probably closer when we're doing line dancing than anything. Yeah. You're sitting there, I'm like, man, that has all the... That has all the fragrance of the way God, uh, you know, brings us into an experience. But you have to realize when you come from a damaging, extreme holiness background that spoke certain ways about certain right. activities, as soon as someone starts talking about surrender, you go back to that old instinct of the way yeah. you were trained. Um, thank goodness he was able to respond in the right. moment and now pray, this get prayed is, for. Uh, this is really informative. You know, this is me speaking kind of as a pastor yeah. going into the next three weeks that are coming, which is to say one of the, a huge prayer point for me is, Lord, would you give us discernment to know what yeah. you are actually inviting us into as it relates to surrender and where the religious spirit is trying to muddy the water. Oh. Uh, just from a place of, hey, you need to pray wor- more, worship more. So when you do this, it, you're not praying. And so therefore it's not legal. You shouldn't do it. And that's not necessarily how God wa- is 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 going to communicate to us. So, kind of discernment on us to know um, what the Lord is actually putting His finger on, and it's different for each one, that's right. each person. And that is key. Did you nail it? First of all, I love that phrase. Let's all be careful of the religious spirit over the next three weeks, right? Because if when Satan's trying to stop you, he's going to do one of two things. He's going to try to. Dr- distract you with temptation and hedonism in other directions, hedonism being pleasure-seeking or something. Or if he sees you reflecting on the things of God, he's going to try to actually then bring shame in. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what I mean? Uh, Or if you're starting to reflect on the spiritual life, he's going to try to go with that and heap on more than the Holy Spirit's actually doing in that moment. And that's why I believe it's so key. Remember, Jesus said over and over, I only do what I see the Father doing. Right. Right. So you better be able to specifically identify what the Father's talking about yeah. and submit it to others. I mean, let's, yeah. let's let this be a month of open conversation right. about where we might be experiencing the invitation to surrender. Because yeah. I know this, when it comes in the right season, just like apples of gold and settings of silver That's is right. a word in due season, right. um, it will yield fruit. Um, yeah. You will see a difference. Right. And I also remind you another thing we talk about here at ECC. Take one baby step. We model it off of real change happens by taking a small step. So it's not just like, oh, he's calling me to stop X or Y or Z. It's like, no, he's calling you to a step that will eventually lead to the ending of X or Y or Z. And being able to, with someone else, determine what is that step. Help me be accountable to this small step. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where change starts to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Specifically with the crucified life, though, you know, in addition to everything you're sharing, you know, Jesus was never without a joy set before him in the midst of it. That's right. Um, so That's when right. God puts Great his finger on a, a step towards the crucified life, it is always an invitation into the life God is mm-hmm. leading. It, it's, it's an invitation into greater things. And if when God is inviting you to die, it, there, he is always accompanying that with, uh, be with me. There's right. there's a joy he sets before. So a lot of times, you know, I can personally 
diagnose, is that a religious spirit or is that really my father inviting me into something? Because death is always, the, we know from scripture, the spirit and the flesh are in opposition to each other, right? And so when we're invited to develop the spirit, it is always at the expense of the flesh. There's always a dying to self to grow and become more like Christ and serve people. And, but there, I love what you said, but there, yet, even in the crucified life, the joy is still set before Yeah. Even at the end of Luke 9, which I alluded to at the end of the message, where we talk about the three people come up and said, Jesus, I want to follow you. Right. And he gives them three what I call crucified life challenges. Yeah. Um, by the way, we're not told how they responded, but right. Jesus ends there by saying this, and one day the Son of Man will return and his glorious Father gives him, and he will reward those for the works they've done. Right. There, so there is even in that, like there is a joy. That will come when you fully understand the crucified right. life. Yeah. And he himself, for the Hebrews tells us, for the joy set before him, right. endured the cross, right. despising its shame. Right. Um, and I, I simply say that I, I don't want to always need a reward from Jesus to be motivated into doing something, but he does remind us our better lives are on the other side of the crucified life. And he's a good father, and he's redeeming us out of death and out of empty things and things that don't bear fruit. He's saying, come and bear fruit. John 10, 10, I've come that you would have abundant life. Come and experience abundance in life. John 15, he says, if you obey my commandments, your joy would be full. And so it's relating to God, not just from the religious, I have to do what he tells me to do or else I'm fearful of going to hell, but rather a father who takes you by the hand, Psalm 37, he says, nevertheless, he takes me by the hand and with his counsel, he will guide me and receive me in glory. And that's the God that, I want to relate to and I want to encourage people to seek after the Lord that's hand-holding you. Mm -hmm. Come follow me and be with me where I am. Um, was it Zacchaeus? Who was the gentleman who... Zacchaeus was in the tree, man. Right? No, yeah. Anyway, or, or Nicodemus. Anyway, forgive me. I should read the Bible more, obviously. <laughs> Trust me, it'll come to us when I hear what story you're talking about. Yeah, let me about. just tell the story. There's the guy in the Bible where they're on the road to his house and he's like, I'm going to give away a third of my wealth or, you know, yeah, return. Zacchaeus, he's Zac four that? times he's going to repay yeah. after the party. And, and it was like, that, was a, that wasn't prompted right. by God saying, you better do this uh -huh. uh, or else. It was you prompted by you experienced the presence of Jesus and the most logical reaction in that presence Dude, is, that's a perfect I'm example. going to give away. I'm willing to. I'm saying yes to. That's right. You're, you're inviting me to surrender my life it's the most logical expression of worship yeah. in this encounter with your presence. Yeah. And so when you not, have that kind of conversion experience right. or that crucified experience. It seems obvious what you need to do even amidst the difficulty. Right. And there's a joy in it. Yeah. Right? And I, I just, if, if I could end on this point, um, uh, when I say end, I mean, it's, you're the MC here, so I'll be sensitive. I do want to remind people, like if I walked away and wish I could go back and reiterate one thing, I want to make sure I honor what I call the conversion life too. Because most of Jim Ehrman's real breakthroughs are more conversion level. Like, I learned something about women and the way I need to treat them. I learned something about finances. I learned something about the Ehrman anger trait that was passed down from generations. In other words, you, you end up having Jesus politely bring you into where he's showing you new things. And you convert. You say, I am going to right. repent and change and head that new direction. And those are things that I believe as you amass multiple little C conversion experiences in areas. The crucified life ones, when they come along, which are kind of next level, and I want to be careful I'll use the word next level, but I just want to simply say they tend to draw you into deeper waters where you can't touch bottom, mm -hmm. clearly can't touch bottom.
they come easier. And, the, and, the, and you embrace them as they're coming, right. even in the midst of the difficulty. But I want to make sure I honor the, if anything, if the testimonies of conversion, little c conversion experiences are all across this church, uh, the crucified life of what he's going to do within the congregation will come so naturally. Yeah, it will. And you can't force, you use the no. word next level, and I, I, I totally understand your hesitancy. Yep. But you can't say, you know what, I'm going to give up all these things and God's going to reward me, <laughs> as if it's that type of exchange system with the Lord. It, it's really not. The, at the end of the day, the most pure worship we can offer the Lord is, I say yes to what you, Keep saying you leave yes. me today. You nailed it. Right. Man, if that's what we could leave people with right now, please don't go away and have a devotional life this week of like, Lord, lead me into the crucified life. Lead right. me into the crucified life. Think, no, that is not the story of Jesus, right? right. G, uh, that is not the story of the average believer in the New Testament. It is meeting whatever the Lord is doing in your life and being right. available to it. Yeah. And trust me, and these will come across. And the Lord. Right. Um, those who obey my commandments, they're the ones that love me and, and they will abide in me. And so, man, the most important thing any person can do isn't, I'm going to increase my devotional time to an hour every day and then God's going to meet me. Well, he may, uh, but what is going to be more profitable is you making yourself available to say, Lord, here am I. What would you have me do? Uh, what does life look like as I say yes to following that's you? Right. And uh, that's why I love the pivot from the negative to the positive sometimes. If surrender is the kind of negative but useful imagery, the positive is availability. In other words, I am vulnerable. Yeah. I am making myself vulnerable to what the Lord right. wants to do. That is the life of right. surrender. Right? And you, I could keep going. I know. I know, doing. dude. We got we got to call this quits, man. But that's like Matthew five. If any of you, when you're worshiping, remember your brother has something against you, leave your offering, go reconciled, and then come back and present. It's like right. that's a that's the available disciple mm-hmm. to say. I'm, I'm going to go have my devotional time. I'm going to seek God. But are you available to be prompted by the Spirit to say, more important than your devotional time right now, I want you to do this. X or Y or Z. And that's submission. That's the that's a disciple's and following And may you grow Jesus. in discernment, yeah. availability, and ability to hear the voice of the Lord. It's fun to be with you again on the podcast. It's Jim. good to have you back, Matt. So, Lord, you're <laughs> above average chap. So, this coming weekend, we have a guest speaker. Global Disciples is coming. That's right. Um so we'll leave it there. Uh, really look forward to connecting with you guys here this coming weekend and next week's podcast. And as do well. a little commercial for the "You Asked Him" thing. So we have a every year we do the "You Asked for It" right series, series. Right? and we kind of tweaked it a little bit. Um, you asked about him, so it's really what did Jesus say? What did Jesus do that has you kind of sitting back saying, huh. "Well, what is that about?" Yeah. You know, I, if I could have an answer there, I would love an answer there. Yeah. Let us know what those are. People yeah. can submit questions. How do they submit questions? Is there well, a link you can online? do it. Look at the E News. There's a link. Also, every Sunday or Saturday before service, you'll see a little QR code up. But give us your questions, and we're yeah. going to preach on them for the month. I believe. Two weeks in September and the month nice. of October. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll so, be fun. Thanks for being with us here today. Look forward to being with you again next week. Be well. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com. Effort